0: The other thing with me was that because we use food as kind of like our bonding relationship, I always felt connected to you because we were eating at the same time. And I was probably trying to eat as much as you were (laughs) trying to eat like a man. What if it were possible to lose your next 10 pounds without dieting? Hey, Lux Lifer, Welcome to episode 38. This is your life and weight loss coach, Jennifer Dent Brown from jenniferdent.com, where we learn how to stop dieting forever so you don't need to feel like you need to eat every time your partner is eating. Now, we have Valentine's Day approaching us here in the United States. And so I thought it would be fun To introduce my husband. So, if you're a new listener, welcome. You get to meet my husband, Kevin, for the very first time. Now, Kevin has always been into fitness and working out, but his diet wasn't always the best. He's lost about 40 pounds, 40 ish pounds, since we first started dating about 10 years ago. But you're gonna laugh with us as we reminisce about some of the crazy diets I roped him into. Now, I do have to say he was a good sport and he definitely proved his love for me by going along with all of these crazy diets. And this is before I became a health and life coach. So you will hear in our conversation how he would drop weight really easily and I would gain weight, even though we were following the same protocol. You'll also hear how I got to the point where I just realized that I believe that eating with him, even when I wasn't hungry, made me feel connected to him. And we also talk about how our eating patterns have evolved as our relationship has grown. Now, one thing I just want to throw in there and add that Kevin kind of glossed over when he introduced himself is he's an entrepreneur and he has his own company, and my husband is ridiculously smart like three degrees smart. He's got an undergrad degree in chemistry, and then he went to law school while he was working as a chemist at a pharmaceutical company because he thought he wanted to go into patent law. But he found patent law to be very boring, and he came up with this genius idea to link the unused patents of the world through a computational scientific database. And that idea sent him to get his MBA, and shortly after receiving that degree, his company was born. They have gone through a couple different iterations with the company, and they now serve customers all over the world and have expanded their services, but they primarily focus on intellectual property in the pharmaceutical landscape. Now, that is the dumbed down version of what he really does. And if you're into IP and pharma industry and all that research and all that stuff, then this is right up your alley. But if you're like most people, I had to explain it to you in very, very basic terms. So if you'd like to learn more about his company, you can find him and his team at asensio.com, which is spelled A C C E N C I O. And I'll put that link in the show notes. But I just had to show my man some love. He went full-time as an entrepreneur before me. And I am extremely proud of what he's accomplished in the past few years. But as you laugh along with us during our conversation, what I really want you to take away from this interview is all the ways that our partners can influence our eating habits, right? The people we are in relationships with. Good eating habits and bad eating habits. At the time when I was first dating Kevin, I wasn't aware that I was using eating and food, like eating with him, as a way to be connected to him because every single date that we went on included food, like really good food, really indulgent food. But looking back, I can clearly see that that's what I was doing, So every time we would hang out, there was always some type of food or beverage or both involved in our meetings. And so I began to relate eating with being close and connected to him. And the other thing that you'll notice in our conversation is that I used his weight loss success mean something was wrong with me. When I got stuck in compare and despair mode, which literally just threw me down the rabbit hole. So you'll laugh as we talk about our history and our all reminisce about all of these funny things that we did together and how our relationship has evolved as from boyfriend and girlfriend to husband and wife, but you may recognize some of the same behavior in yourself. What I want you to know that it's not your partner's fault. It's not your partner's fault if they're able to lose more weight than you. If they're able to eat some of the things that you're unable to eat without gaining weight, it's not their fault. What you need to do is shine the flashlight on your own brain and recognize what are your thoughts, what are you making it mean about the foods that you guys are eating, how it reacts differently in in your partner's body and how it reacts in your body, okay? So enjoy our conversation. We were sitting on the couch in the living room, just chatting away and just reminiscing about the past 10 years that we've been together. And I hope you learned something about your own dieters mentality when it comes to eating and being in a relationship. And happy Valentine's Day. Hey, Lux Lifers. Jennifer here, your favorite life and weight loss coach. And guess who I have today here in the quote unquote studio? My husband, Kevin. I thought it would be great to get his insight on what it's like to be married to a health and weight loss fanatic and talk about some of the things that brought us together that we love regarding health and nutrition and fitness, and just how we manage our day-to-day when it comes to eating and planning. And you guys can hear a little bit about his story. So hello. Introduce yourself. Say hello to the people.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Say your name, what you do.
1: I'm Jennifer's husband.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What do you, what's your name? What do you do?
1: I'm Kevin. I run a company that uh, deals in intellectual property. That's, that's what we do for the, for the biopharmaceutical industry.
0: So we're both entrepreneurs and we both work a lot of hours and we have very similar mindsets when it comes to eating. And so that was one of the things that we both noticed when we were dating is that we both had an affinity for good food. So that's how Kevin courted me when we were dating. He used to take me out to very nice restaurants in Philadelphia every single week. And no bill was too big. (laughs) We, We ate all the really good food and had all the really good drinks. But it's so funny because I remember on our first date, which was... 2010, right? That's mm-hmm. when our first date in November. And I had just finished doing a three-day cleanse. <laughs> three-day liquid-only cleanse. And this is before I became a health coach friend. I
1: wasn't aware
0: of that. Yeah, he wasn't aware of that. But I remember I was like, ooh, I had just come back from a work trip. So every time I went on a work trip, I always picked up weight. And I knew that we had this date coming up. I was like, oh, let me just lose some weight real quick so I can fit into my very tight jeans that I wanted to wear on our first date. That's the first time you ever heard that story?
1: That's the first time I heard
0: that story. Yeah, <laughs> Yes, yeah, so we went to Continental and Philly, which unfortunately just recently closed because of the pandemic. And that was our first date.
1: Yes, it was.
0: And it was lovely. Absolutely. So tell us about... Where you were fitness-wise and health-wise when we first started dating? Uh,
1: I used to lift heavy weights, and I probably weighed about 225 pounds, which I was comfortable with. You know, I was a I wanted to be one of those muscle guys, so that's what I sort of looked like.
0: were you you a bouncer in college?
1: I was a bouncer slash bartender for a while, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I remember I met Kevin online on Facebook, and I remember his photo, and he had really nice arm muscles. <laughs> and I am an arm muscle girl. So, that immediately attracted me to him.
1: I didn't know that either.
0: Yes, you did.
1: <laughs> no, I, did, I didn't realize that.
0: <laughs> yes, you did. So, you used to go to the gym like how often?
1: Uh, four times a week, usually.
0: And how was your diet?
1: I would basically eat what I wanted, but um, you know I was heavy into the protein and heavy into protein supplements. So that that's basically what I did. But it, there was nothing that I sort of stayed away from, or like that.
0: Do you remember when you went to Dunkin' Donuts and got the six pack? Of the Valentine's Day donuts because do. we kept watching the commercial.
1: Yes, yes, I remember <laughs>
0: on TV, and you just yes. like got up and went out to the <laughs> went out to Dunkin' Donuts and came back with six <laughs> six pink donuts.
1: <laughs> yes, advertising works. Marketing works. It worked on me.
0: Yeah, so we used to eat a lot of just junky food. I'm pretty. I don't really remember when we were dating, but I'm pretty sure I probably did pick up some weight because we, one we were going out to eat every week and. I was not thinking or eating like I eat now. And then, you know, you gain that relationship weight because you are wanting to share an experience with the one you're falling in love with. And so part of that experience is food.
1: Yes, it is. Or it was. Yep.
0: Do you remember the first time you cooked dinner for me, what you made?
1: Yes. I I made lamb. I remember that.
0: But lamb. what was in the lamb? <laughs>
1: my secret sauce my secret recipe
0: <laughs> we can laugh at it now but that's just how we ate so tell them what's in the land it was real. it was really good it like it was, it was fantastic it was a bunch of
1: high fructose corn syrup is basically what it was
0: sweet meat yeah yes. so he used to put these um banana peppers uh-huh. and if you guys have ever had jarred banana peppers i don't even remember the brand but it, the, was this,
1: it was the sort of no frills store brand, right? That's what made them good, right?
0: The generic brand the generic bread. from the it was not Whole Foods <laughs> brand for sure, and it had high fructose corn syrup. It was like the first ingredient on the list, but the lamb was amazing, and I was like, "Oh, he's such a good cook." And I remember, like in my mind right now, I can think exactly what he was wearing. I was sitting in his dining room, which had no dining room table, but it had a bar. So we had dinner sitting at the bar, and he had on a black T-shirt, and I remember looking over, watching him prepare the food, and I was like, oh, this is amazing. He's the best. Maybe that's when I fell in love with you. Oh, remember what you made me for dessert?
1: Uh, Bananas Foster, I think I made. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: And you set it on fire, too, didn't you? I,
1: I did, <laughs> yes. I set the pan on fire. Yes, I did.
0: Okay, friends, let me just tell you, my husband is an amazing cook. But he doesn't really cook much anymore. We'll we'll fast forward. We'll get to that part later of how our relationship with food changed as we got married. But at what time? So this is when we were dating. Like we've been married, what six years now? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, we were, and we dated for four. So this is almost ten years ago, where you were big into lifting weights. You were going to the gym four times a week. About four,
1: yeah, on average. Yep.
0: Eating whatever you wanted. I was eating pretty much whatever you ate. You were a big snacker.
1: I was, yep. Yeah.
0: So I found myself with my hand always in whatever snack you were eating.
1: hmm
0: Oh, talk about the <laughs> what you used to like when we go to the movies. What I used to like? Your movie treats.
1: I like Whoppers. Mm hmm and I like um milk duds. I like Raisinets. Were you thinking of something else specifically?
0: And we used to get the popcorn. Yeah, popcorn. And then the pretzel bites. Oh,
1: the pretzel bites. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they're good Mm -hmm. when they're made properly and haven't been sitting there for a while.
0: Right. When they're fresh. So essentially, our whole courtship was centered around food. Yes. And that was part of our connection, right? That's part of how we related to one another was through eating. Yes. You want to elaborate on that at all?
1: (laughs) 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 I'm agreeing with you.
0: (laughs) He's like, darn, are we going down the feelings road? (laughs) Okay, so it would be interesting if I could go back and look at my weight, but I'm pretty sure I probably did gain weight. And then at what point did we, maybe that's when I became a health coach. I got certified in 2014. So That's the year we got married. Mm -hmm. So before that, I was starting to study about the mind-body effect on weight and being more aware of the foods I was eating and its implications. And I remember we started the Wheat Belly Diet together. Well, there was a
1: couple before that.
0: What did we do before that? That was
1: the one where you had to eat like a bunch of food. Uh, It was like 600 or something calories for every meal. It was it was crazy. I for I forgot what the name of it was, but you were always full and you kept eating food because (laughs) the the diet told you to eat it.
0: Oh, you're talking about um you talking about the one I had to wake up and eat. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't remember the name of that one. I forgot of and the the guy, the guy. Yeah the Uh, guy.
1: It was the guy. I can't remember his name. It
0: was his diet. Yeah. That was crazy. I literally
1: It was like Food for Life or something like that. Is Was I that the name of it? I don't know, something like that.
0: It was some it was like Eat for Life, something like that. Yeah, and I remember I would wake up in the morning and I literally you had to eat like immediately after waking up and I used to have a cliff bar, a mini cliff bar on my nightstand and eat immediately <laughs> upon <laughs> waking. I forgot about that one. It was around waking up. You did that one too?
1: Yeah, but I stopped, but you just kept eating. <laughs> yeah,
0: I I don't really remember the premise of that diet, but I, I do remember eating immediately, like sitting up in the bed before I even brushed my teeth eating that Cliff Bar. I remember it was called Food for Life, wasn't it? Food for Life. Okay. I don't remember you doing that with me, but...
1: I remember starting it with you. I didn't continue. I just thought it was crazy. Because you were literally stuffing yourself because it said you had to eat for this meal like 800 calories or whatever it was.
0: Yeah, just another example of why diets do not work. So we did that. What else did we do?
1: There was a couple of small ones until we got to Wheat Belly.
0: Okay, so I remember we shared an affinity for going to Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. So we stopped, well, I stopped doing like the generic processed food filling up my shopping cart with a lot of processed food and junky food. And I started shopping more at Whole Foods and buying more unprocessed foods. And so we did have that in common, right? I re- remember going as part of our date night. Mm-hmm. Sometimes on Fridays, we would go to Whole Foods together and do shopping. Yep. So then we did Wheat Belly. That was the one I remember.
1: Well, that was when things changed.
0: What changed?
1: It's when really started to... um Really eat differently, I think
0: i think yeah, I think I started school at that point, and I was studying I studied over a hundred different dietary theories and I started studying the effects of the highly processed wheat grain in the American diet and how detrimental that is to our bodies, and that was like eye opening for me because coming from you know, traditional diet thinking, it was like, oh, I need to eat whole wheat foods better over the white foods. And I would buy all the whole grain pasta and a whole grain bread. And I would buy, you But remember,
1: know. it was also about good fats, which was also interesting. In other words, eating lots of butter, good oils and things, things that they saturated fat wasn't bad for you. Mm-hmm. You know, the fat on the the meat wasn't bad for you, eat bacon, eat whatever, take the bacon grease and pour <laughs> it on your stuff, but stay away from starches and flours and things like that. If you're going to have flour, make nut flour, things like
0: that. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. I talked about in a previous podcast, the pizza you used to make with a almond flour crust and how yummy it was.
1: Yeah. Each slice was a thousand calories because it was <laughs> almond flour.
0: <laughs> and I remember I was just <laughs> eat the pizza. I'm like, "Oh, this is so good. It's healthy." And I remember I ate like like an entire pizza cuz it was myself. like 3000
1: calories, and I but felt, it's small. But and I felt
0: miserable. It. And that's the beginning of my realization that I had a sensitivity to almonds. Mm-hmm. But I remember I remember sitting in church and just like looking at my stomach and it was like the biggest I had ever <laughs> seen and I was like, "Oh my god, people are going to think I'm <laughs> pregnant." <laughs> That was crazy. So we did wheat belly for a while, and I gained weight. And what happened to you?
1: Oh, I lost weight quickly.
0: He lost a lot of weight, yeah, quickly, like just, whoop, just dropped.
1: Yeah, I went from two twenty to very quickly two twenty to one eighty eight.
0: Now, mind you, I never thought Kevin had a weight problem. Even when we, I look back at the old pictures, I was like, oh remember you being that big but
1: I was big I yeah. was big but I, I was big with muscles it you can hide it but what what started happening with the wee bellies you started losing that fat around your organs and stuff like that um the uh the visceral fat and mm-hmm. all other stuff so I was losing internal fat and internal weight which really just you know I, I got back basically to my high school weight when I gra- I graduated high school at 185. At what? 185.
0: Oh, 185. So now we look back at old pictures when we first started dating, and I call that the big sexy years. (laughs) Yes. Big sexy. So you lost weight with wheat belly. I gained weight following the same diet. Again, bio-individuality. I talked about that in a previous podcast as well, which just simply means that every body is unique and everyone's dietary needs are unique. So we were eating basically the same foods and you lost weight and I gained weight. Probably one, definitely because of that almond flour sensitivity. And two, I had no concept of the hunger scale. And because I thought that I was eating better, that I could still eat more. And the other thing with me was that because we use food as kind of like our bonding relationship, I always felt connected to you because we were eating at the same time and I was probably trying to eat as much as you were, <laughs> trying to eat like a man. <laughs> so I gained weight on that diet, which was, and I remember being so frustrated. Do you remember we had an argument about that?
1: I, I don't. I just remember you being frustrated that uh, that I lost weight so fast.
0: Yes, that was part of my frustration, and then I was also frustrated because he was not being sensitive enough about my frustration. And I forgot what you what kept telling me, and I was just like, but "You don't understand! You don't understand! I'm doing everything, and this isn't working." Uh, oh, is that when you started to tell me to just like look at the look at the data? Probably scientist background and he was just very neutral about all of my emotions and I didn't appreciate that at all. Would you like to say anything about that, dear?
1: I wish I was more aware then
0: (laughs) He's like, uh start stuttering. (laughs) Why is she asking me that question? Okay, so we did Wheat Belly. And then I remember we did we went plant based because we (laughs) remember we sat there and we watched that documentary on um Forks Over Knives.
1: I remember Plant-Based, yes.
0: You remember the documentary? I do remember the And it was all about how terrible meat is for your body. It was another dietary theory that I studied. And I was like, oh, we need to watch this documentary. So we sat there and we watched it. And the...
1: That's a good point. Most of the things we've done, you've brought to us.
0: Oh, yeah. Because I was trying different yeah. things. Blood-type diet. You you, remember that? Yes. But yeah, we did Plant-Based. Because the studies and the people that were in the documentary just were like so compelling. And then I think I read that Beyonce and Jay-Z did a 30-day plant-based whatever challenge. And then Beyonce hooked up with this company and they delivered plant-based food. So we started doing primarily plant-based meals. Remember that? For a
1: little while. I I stuck it out longer than you did.
0: Do you remember why you stuck it out longer than I did?
1: Would you gain weight on that too? Yes.
0: (laughs) Gained weight on the plant-based diet and you like Uh, kept losing weight. uh, uh, Yes. So I forgot after wheat belly, is that when you lost all that weight and you started looking kind of like gaunt?
1: Wheat belly was when I lost weight fast. So I I looked a little bit uh, skinny until my body filled back out at that new lower weight.
0: I think you changed your eating after that. Because I, lo- I remember just looking at you one day, coming down the steps, and I was like, you don't even look the same. And I think your mom said the same thing. Yeah, she
1: did. I started wearing skinny jeans.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you lost a bunch of weight, and I'm over here with a big old bloated belly. <laughs> that was not a happy time for me. I'm and then- to hear that. Thanks, honey. How yeah. did you... What did you do to pick up weight again or to stop the progression of the weight loss? You remember?
1: Uh, Nothing specific. Mm-mm. I just started eating whatever I wanted to again.
0: And that used to piss me off too. Because not only would you just like drop weight ridiculously fast, then you would still be eating all the foods that you wanted to eat. It was not a problem. No drama. We used to go out to eat.
1: Yes. This is true.
0: And that used to make me mad. So then we did the plant-based diet, and plant-based was a lot of meal preparation it was a lot of work, yeah, a lot of like thinking about what you're going to eat, going to the grocery store, a lot of recipes, you have to cook all of your food, and the recipes we were making wasn't like you know something you could keep in the refrigerator for a couple of days, like you had to prepare it and eat it yes did you? Were you cooking then? I was cooking.
1: We used to make that woman's food, Maria.
0: No, she wasn't plant based. I know
1: she, some of her stuff. Like her, that was her kale salad that we used to make all the time. No,
0: that was food babe.
1: That was food babe.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. That kale salad was amazing. Yeah. Until I realized how much sugar was in it. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of sugar in it. That's why I wasn't making it. Yeah. But yeah, the plant based diet did not work for me because I was eating. At that time, I didn't know that I had my body processes carbohydrates really, really slowly. And with plant based, there's more of an opportunity to eat carbohydrates, just even with beans. And remember, we were eating those cassava chips all the time. Yeah,
1: which also increase, increases your glycemic index.
0: Oh, yeah, makes your blood sugar spike. I remember I used to make the cassava flour pancakes every sa- Sunday.
1: Yes, I do. Mm hmm.
0: Yes. I used to make pancakes every Sunday. So, yeah, I did not lose any weight. I gained weight. But you did pretty well, right?
1: Plant-based was okay, but it it got boring, especially when you try to do plant-based and sort of pseudo wheat belly at the same time and no no breads and everything else. You're just sort of, you're not eating meat and you're not eating grains. just Mm -hmm. sort of eating nuts and plants. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and we didn't have a lot of options, like to go options in Philly, especially where we lived we at the a time. A couple of
1: restaurants that were good. That one uh, in Germantown.
0: Or whatever. Oh right, that was a raw foods restaurant. Raw
1: food. We started doing the raw foods. We did
0: raw foods yeah. for a little while. That was good, but that was difficult. Mm-hmm. Oh right, because we were buying the raw food meals from Whole Foods. From Whole Foods,
1: and you just got to eat them like you bang, eat you them eat immediately.
0: Them. Yeah, those were good. Charlie was a sinner who is the amazing vegan restaurant in Philly. We went there a couple times, but it was always so packed. But other than that, there was not a ton of options, vegan, plant based options. And then you just, we there's just got, more
1: There's more now.
0: Now there is. Mm-hmm. But we just got tired of like cooking all that food. And I realized this, this wasn't working for me. So what else did we do?
1: Um, we transitioned from that, I remember, into Snap
0: Kitchen. Oh, yeah. Is that after we got married or is that. We were still dating. I think we were married know. by we
1: that, might that point. might have been married by that point. I'm
0: not sure. Yeah. I do have to say, Kevin has been a good sport. <laughs> you and my brother used to tease you like, are you, what Jenny diet <laughs> are you doing this week? <laughs> because he was always like game to try something. But I think you were just willing to experiment, see what your body could do. Well, I see. like food.
1: So changing the food is not a big deal to me. You know, I could always leave and go get whatever I wanted from any place if I really wanted it. So it wasn't a big deal.
0: Yeah. He wasn't as emotionally attached to the outcome where I was no. very emotionally attached to my outcome. And so, yeah, that was my journey. Once I started health coaching school and learning about all these different dietary theories, I was like, oh, I wonder if this one will work. Ooh, I wonder if this one will work. Ooh, I wonder if this one will work. And then finally, you know, got to the point where it was like, oh, bio-individuality. I need to figure out what works for me. So Snap Kitchen is a chain that came to Philly a couple of years ago. They're based out of Texas, I think Austin or Dallas. And basically, it's just like healthy convenience food. Yeah.
1: And that's when we also started tracking, I think using my fitness pal, like tracking uh, what what you were putting in your body.
0: Oh, so, like uh, measuring mm-hmm. calories and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. their meals are pretty good. They were all, you know, single portion sizes and to go to Snap Kitchen and like stock up on just ton of different meals, The banana pancakes mm-hmm. and the chili enchiladas and the naked beef. I like that. Their meals are good. The lasagna, that was oh, one yeah. that I really liked. They,
1: they have some good meals and they like they use almond flour and things like that.
0: Yeah, but that time I was like, no to the almond flour. Yeah. I was like, H, eat, double hockey sticks, no mm-hmm. <laughs> to the almond flour. Anything almonds in it, I was like, Nuh-uh. ain't doing it. Okay, yeah, I think we were married at that point. So, but one thing I know that we've always had in common was, one, eating really good food. And then we both got into making sure we ate healthy, organic, like whole unprocessed foods and we didn't really eat a whole bunch of junk food we didn't we weren't going to like mcdonald's drive throughs and no Mm -hmm. we weren't doing a whole bunch of that like fast food stuff
1: nope Mm -mm. although i do remember being sucked in when kfc first came out with the grilled chicken
0: the grilled chicken? Can't, oh, can't. oh! you mean like the instead of the fried chicken instead in the, of the bucket, fried, it was yes, a grilled so we used chicken? To buy,
1: I used to buy but then I looked at the ingredients and I realized it had a bunch of wheat in it.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's so crazy. Did yeah. I eat that? Yeah, we used to eat it all the time. I used to go get
1: the bucket of
0: the grilled chicken. I didn't eat oh, that. I don't remember eating it. Yeah, it was good. But it wasn't just like grilled chicken no. like you think it
1: is. No, it wasn't.
0: Yeah, then we started doing the rotisserie chickens. <laughs> yeah. On the weekends. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk about like how we do meal planning now that we're married and we've been married and you don't really cook that much anymore? Uh, no. Would you like to share why you don't cook anymore?
1: Um, Not really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. Come on, Bates. Just go ahead and share. Why don't you cook anymore? Like you used to be a really good fancy schmancy cook.
1: Oh, I used to buy things to cook. It's when I used to be responsible for stocking my own refrigerator and things like that.
0: So as soon as I we, still
1: cook meats and steaks and stuff. Yes, he's
0: amazing days. on the grill. He does cook a really good steak. For Father's Day, I bought him a – no, it wasn't Father's Day. That was our anniversary. It was the iron anniversary, and yeah. I got you the um, iron the monogrammed iron. initial that you use to sear the, your initial into the steaks. Yes.
1: Yes.
0: on the grill mm-hmm. that's a great Father's Day gift out there you can find them on Etsy <laughs> so now as far as the meals go I do 98% of the meal planning in the summertime you're good with the steaks You'll I'll
1: cook out here and there um, but you still do most of this especially once we started doing those sort of meal delivery services
0: yeah when, when the pandemic hit and it was just really difficult to like people are buying all the food. Like, you go to the grocery store and it was like, there's no chicken. And so it was really hard to, difficult to meal plan when you go to the grocery store and you're not sure what the store was actually going to have. So that's when I started getting into the meal delivery kits. And that has been like a godsend. We've been doing that for months. Uh, in fact, I just shared my meal planning schedule with the participants of the lose your next 10 pounds without dieting 30-day boot camp. And I was like, this has been a lifesaver for me. So essentially I'll do one meal kit delivery a week with three meals for the two of us. When I mess up, sometimes I end up with two deliveries in the same week when I mess the schedule up. But mostly we get three meals a week that we cook or I cook. And I'll do one crock pot meal usually on Monday which lasts about two or three days, right? Yeah, yeah. And then um, we'll get takeout at least one day of the week, support the local restaurants. Normally, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, and then one day, it's just on your own. So that has been crazy easy for me to plan. So I know the meal kits are coming on Wednesday. Monday, I'll figure out – well, actually, Sunday, I'll figure out, okay, what are we cooking in the crock pot? And I'll order the groceries or the ingredients – for the crock pot meal to be delivered on Sunday. So everything is ready to go. Monday, just dump the stuff in the crock pot, done. And it just makes life a whole lot easier. You want to talk about your workouts, babe?
1: Um, sure. What specifically?
0: Well, I don't know. What do you, how do you like to work out? Because you were working out four days a week at the gym.
1: Before we got married, I'm not as, uh, consistent as I used to be, especially doing the whole entrepreneur thing. But lifting weights doesn't mean as much to me anymore as it used to. So especially with the pandemic and everything, uh, we did get the tonal machine, which is nice. I do like that.
0: Which was my recommendation.
1: Yeah, that's a a nice machine. So I don't have to go to the gym through the holiday uh, last year. I stopped sort of working out and I haven't been back. To do anything really consistently uh, since the beginning of the year, I'll probably start back sometime this month, I would imagine. But I'm not pressed about it.
0: We love the Tonal. I was familiar with Tonal before, and it's an investment. And I kept showing it to him, and he was like, ah. He goes to, I will not name the the name of the national chain gym that he goes to or used to go to, that I was like, eww. (laughs) (laughs) but when the gym started closing down and the lockdown was real I was like we need to get this tonal so we got the tonal and I really like it for him because he would go to the gym and he would do the same workouts that he's been doing since he was like probably playing football in high school
1: Uh, A little bit better than that, but but Tonal did introduce a number of other exercises and stretching and things like that that I normally probably wouldn't do, which was good.
0: Yeah, because he, he, yes, you, were having all those issues with your shoulder and because just stretching, just big men with muscles in the gym just don't stretch. (laughs) You should. You should stretch. They definitely should, but they just don't do it. So the tonal program forces you to actually, like, do active stretching, recovery stretching during the workout. So mm-hmm. that's been really good for you because it's reduced your neck pain, shoulder pain, all those little aches and pains that you were complaining about.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it helped with flexibility just in general.
0: Yeah, because we're getting older and we need to stay flexible.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so as you can see i am in charge of his health and well-being <laughs> which he has totally given me 100 percent carte blanche to take over right absolutely yeah so babes this has been a fun conversation what do you think it's, uh, it's good times walking down memory lane of all of the crazy eating programs that i used to make you do Yes. I totally forgot about that one eating the, the cliff bar first thing in the morning. Uh,
1: there's more. There's
0: definitely more. <laughs> that was crazy. And those cliff bars have so much sugar in them. They're yeah. like eating little candy bars. Yep. Oh, goodness. Craziness that I have done. Anyway, well, thank you for being a guest on my podcast. My pleasure. Maybe we'll have you back on another day.
1: Anything I can do to be of service. <laughs>
0: I'm glad we're recording this so I can play this back the next time I need you to do something. Like, remember when you said? Okay. Thanks, honey, for joining. And thank you guys for listening and laughing along with us. And I will see you in the next episode. Hey, 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 before you go, I have one more thing for you. If you like today's episode and want to learn more about the Stop Dieting Forever lifestyle, I have a free weight loss guide for you at jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever. In it, you'll discover the four things you must try before you give up on your weight loss goal. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to request your free copy. What do you have to lose but some weight? Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever right now. Don't put it off until later. Decide your health is worth the time now. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to discover what you can do to really stop dieting forever.